Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtles Help from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Boca Raton is Steve Foreman. Steve is Senior Vice President, Strategic Management Systems. And today we're going to be talking about monitoring and auditing, not auditing and monitoring. And Steve, let me do that as my first question. You believe it's best described as monitoring and auditing, not the other way around. Why is that? Okay, thanks, Adam. When I interviewed for the job of Vice President for Audit and Compliance at New York Presbyterian, and in that capacity, I was the Chief Audit Executive and the Chief Compliance Officer. I interviewed with the the Chair of the Board's Audit and Compliance Committee, who actually was my immediate boss. And he asked me an interesting question. He said, do you know the role of audit? And I provided an answer, but then he said he felt the main function of audit was not to discover problems or weaknesses, rather to validate through the discipline of the audit process what management suspected are problematic areas in terms of audits and the coverage of risk areas. Quite frankly, I thought this was a a profound statement with several implications. First, operations managers will always know more about their areas of responsibility than auditors, and that includes compliance auditors. So they really are in the best position to identify problems or weaknesses in their operation. Next, there will never be enough auditors to address even the areas of high risk. So as compliance professionals, we are dependent on operations managers to do their job effectively. We want to be efficient in planning and allocating our compliance auditing resources. So we need to recognize that the results of monitoring efforts by operations managers should in part drive the audit plan and audit strategies. And then finally, as compliance professionals, we can learn more by simply listening to and interacting productively with operations managers. Well, let me go back to the management aspect of it. Um, Every good compliance program starts with a risk assessment. The risk assessment obviously is driven by what the organization's goals are, where it's doing business and so forth. what do you feel are the key elements and derivatives of the risk assessment process? Obviously, the creation of a monitoring and auditing plan is an important product, but there's more. I think if the process is done correctly, it provides greater understanding for both operations management and the compliance office staff of the risks and what needs to be done to mitigate them. In that vein, the discussions that take place with operations managers are very important and hopefully very insightful for both parties. Filling out forms is fine and to a a degree efficient. However, there has to be substantive discussions in selected areas. Also, I think in discussing the risk assessment process, there are a couple of matters to understand. One, there is no right or wrong, just a best guess as of a point in time. In a dynamic environment, risks ratings can change, and they should change. In fact, you need to accept the fact that there are some risks rated high that may in fact be low and vice versa. As such, if you just concentrate on on addressing what you consider to be high risks, you may in fact leave some important areas uncovered. 
this is why the monitoring aspect is so critical. Monitoring is a management function, and they must do it well and comprehensively to really affect adequate coverage over the areas of risk. In conducting your risk assessment, one factor that must be considered is the current status of internal controls. If internal control weaknesses are identified in the risk assessment process, they should be addressed timely by management. You should not have to wait for the end of an audit to address them. Compliance, of course, should verify that those control weaknesses have been corrected adequately. That leads me to ask uh, and dive deeper on the role of operations management. What do you feel its role in the process should be uh, versus uh, be the role of compliance and, and the auditors? As I've alluded to, in an efficiently run and comprehensive monitoring and auditing process, operations management, quite frankly, will bear the brunt of work, and it needs to be part of the regular routine. The role of compliance is not only to conduct the audits and track audit resolution, but also to support operations management by providing advice and guidance as needed. So it's always about maintaining effective communications with the operations managers. Also, I would contend that in conducting compliance audits, unless absolutely necessary, there should be no surprises. Nobody likes surprises. And I think you need to recognize this is not a gotcha exercise. In addition, operations personnel, and especially senior managers, should not have to wait until the end of the audit to find out there are issues, problems, or weaknesses to be addressed. Compliance needs to let them know immediately to allow them to fix the problems real time if possible. One other thing, while Auto resolution, with regard to auto resolution, while management, of course, is responsible for corrective action plans, either from their own monitoring activities or from the audits, compliance certainly can weigh in. Uh, they, can, they can offer opinions, uh, they can comment on the plan of correction, but again, they have to recognize that ultimately management is going to be responsible for that corrective action plan. And you just there had mentioned specifically the senior management level. What role do you think they should be playing throughout? Well, they're going to play a very important role. So first of all, it's important that executives in the organization buy into the processes and view them as valuable to them personally and integral to the success of their functions. They need to support the program vociferously, especially to their subordinate managers. Of course, a major function is oversight, and as a result, they need to track results and satisfy themselves that problems, weaknesses, or issues are addressed and corrective action is sustained. They also need to ensure that adequate resources are available uh, for their operations to carry out the monitoring functions effectively. And then, most importantly, they need to hold their subordinates accountable. So they need to be more than just passively involved in the processes and results. Yeah, and passive is not what you want out of management. They need to be active. So in the end, how do you determine if the processes you put in place for monitoring and auditing or auditing and monitoring, however uh, you describe it, are actually working properly? Yeah, so that's really the $60 to $4 question. 
In terms of auditing and monitoring results, of course, the key focus is on correcting deficiencies. All identified deficiencies, including monitoring deficiencies, should be tracked to resolution. So the important question to ask is, did the problems get fixed? And was the fix sustained? The sustainability, of course, is absolutely critical. I've seen instances where, sure, the problem gets fixed temporarily, but that fix was not sustained. So you end up with, you end, still end up with a problem. One other, another point, be careful, just in terms of evaluating the processes, be careful and don't get wedded to numbers, especially with regard to risk assessment. In the risk assessment process, you, you may have identified areas where the likelihood of occurrence is low, but the impact is high. Such areas would receive a low overall score and as such could be overlooked. I would argue that at a minimum, you need to verify that the organization is at least prepared to address such risks if in fact they do occur. An example is the disaster planning and drills that many hospitals are required to undertake to prepare for such events. And then finally, you need to periodically step back and evaluate the risk assessment process. You need to take a look at what you got right and what you missed and why, that, why those occurred. I think, again, the risk assessment process presents tremendous opportunities to identify and resolve issues. And so uh, periodically reviewing it, I think, is the best practice. I'm not suggesting that you need to do it every year. Um, I would say a three or reviewing it on a three or four year cycle is, is would be adequate. And then I would just just conclude by saying the auditing and monitoring, or as I like to say, monitoring and auditing is critical to the success of a compliance programs. Uh, results should be regularly reported to management and board compliance committees. In large part, that is the measure of success of your compliance program. Well, Steve, thank you for sharing these insights with us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.